0: Philip Nyanche was a man that many entrusted with their safety. He was trusted, admired in the community that he was in, but all of this changed one fateful night in 2010 when he was arrested for the brutal murder of 18 people between 2007 and 2010. Join us as we uncover what he did, why he committed these gruesome acts, and what happened during his case.
1: This is Sisters in Crime, a Kenyan true crime podcast where me and my sister get to uncover some of the continent's greatest and most horrific cases and criminals. Um, Today, we get to look into the case of Philip Onyansha, um, the Kenyan vampire. But before we dive in, here's what you need to know.
0: In April 2010, a nine-year-old boy named Anthony Maruri went missing. This led to worry across the nation and sparked a nationwide search where authorities even offered 40,000 Kenyan shillings in regards to any information about his whereabouts. Eventually, phone data led them to a security guard named Philip. And soon after Philip was made a suspect, Anthony's body was found. Now, Philip wasn't like any other criminal that they had dealt with before. He actually confessed to the crime of killing Anthony, but also 17 other people between 2007 and 2010. After he confessed, authorities teamed up with him in the most weird collaboration of all time, where they went on a nationwide tour around Kenya to discover different places where he murdered his victims and where he left bodies. Their search began in Dagureti Corner, where he took them to the motel rooms of where he claimed to have murdered multiple women. One of these women was named Jacqueline Misoe. Her death had previously been ruled a suicide, and in 2021, he was actually acquitted of her murder, but more on that later. So after Dagrati Corner, Philip took the authorities to Thika, where he claimed that he murdered various sex workers in local lodgings earlier that year. And I feel like we've been talking about this together. Um, how a lot of the time, a lot of the victims in these cases end up being sex workers because it's such an easy opportunity for these murderers, They're like a vulnerable person in society. What do you think?
1: I think that even if you look at, like, Kilimani, the Kilimani area, yeah, and how a bit after 9pm, you'll see, like, all these sex workers, like, just standing around, like, waiting for job opportunities, and usually you pay for service, not before you've received a service, so it's very easy for these women to just, like, get roped in or get taken to um, dark corners, into cars, into hotel rooms, and then, I mean, your fate is sealed. So definitely, they are very low-hanging fruit. In fact, okay, this is so horrible. But I was a serial killer, and I had an urge to kill people. Like it would be so easy, mm. you know? Yeah.
0: Like, well, that's yeah. the best of thing. That's what they, they go for. It's not that like serial killers with integrity. They're going to go for low-hanging fruit in the community, uh, which is really sad. How do I make my first
1: kill? Mm. Yeah. Without minimal, with minimal. Um,
0: repercussions Repercussions. no one is going to
1: be looking for this person really really. and then it shows
0: even what the police do afterwards it's not like they've not really really gone into investigating what's happened to these women they kind of just write it off because of the occupation which is really sad okay let's continue um we're on this thicker tour and philip is still taking the policeman around these places and one of his thicker victims was a lady named helen nyambura The police had previously believed that she died due to an epileptic episode. Later on, Philip revealed that he was part of the crowd watching as they removed her body. And this gave me chills down my spine. this man is so creepy. He's so creepy. He was just standing there. And also, your killers are creepy, but he was was just there.
1: In the crowd, probably like, you know, like, peeping to see what's happening.
0: I'm trying to even imagine that he can't have been so like don't face while all this is happening. I'm sure he was pretending like when everyone was like shocked and he was clutching his pearls as well, looking at what he had actually done, which is so sad.
1: He probably just left even maybe like an hour before the
0: cops. Actually, like I would love to know what was going through his head at that he might point. Might have even
1: been the person who tipped
0: them off. Who knows? That's true. So yeah, if you're standing there watching, like actually, we're going to get into this because there's another victim where I want to talk about the dynamic of, mm-hmm. let's get back to that weird, um, relationship that serial killers and murderers have with the victims so in july 2009 um samuel wanyoni a young boy went missing and the community banded together to look for this young man and guess who was a part of the search and rescue team yes it was philip it was he went around helping the family find a boy where he clearly knew he had already murdered this person And this whole time when he was asked why he did what he did, what motive he had, all he said was the devil made him do it. Okay, so it's clear from all these cases that Philip was a really messed up person, but we need to go back and find out who he was before 2008 to 2010. So let's get into his backstory.
1: Philip Onyancha was born in 1978 to his very, very loving parents. He grew up on a farm. He was a very, very smart kid, very creative. Everybody in his community really thought that he was that guy, you know, the the breakout king. Mm. I don't know, you know, in in communities, everybody has put their hopes in in. you Mm. because you show so much promise. So this was him. However, things took a turn for the worst when his nanny allegedly Um, sexually assaulted him Um, as a kid that can do a lot to you you're confused you're young you're easily easily impressionable and I think this also sets the stage for the level of manipulation that he did encounter before he began to start killing people yeah so he went to high school in form two he was suspended because of assaulting and raping um, a fellow schoolmate Um, We don't know whether he actually did it, but this was the reason and the grounds for his suspension. As he continued in high school, um, he began to get close to one of his teachers. Her name was Elizabeth. And she'd lure him with food, like after school, like, you know, a home-cooked meal, which I think we can resonate with Mm. uh, to some extent. Um, I went to public school, and the diet was mediocre at best. (laughs) It was standard, basic food for survival. Ugali na, in fact, my school was called cabbage for a reason. You ate so cabbage. much cabbage. <laughs> so you always knew what was going to be on the menu. Yeah. So when someone or a teacher is offering like something extra, you know, yeah. after class, um, you begin to feel a bit special. You yeah. begin to feel a bit endeared to yeah. this person. You feel like you're different from the other students and if we think about school in general think about the hold your teachers had on you
0: yeah
1: we thought they were the end all, all i like, mean more than heroes. that even hey they're heroes? the president
0: okay i saw the overload enemies Tyrants. at the beginning <laughs> they are two dictators to be listened to at the beginning of school and then as i grew then they became like um people to look up to but for sure at the beginning it was like if you don't listen listen to a teacher mm. um it was punishment. It was... And it was more extreme, of course, in Kenya growing up. It was being beaten. Yeah. If you're not no, listening. yeah. Phone so phone. you're going to listen. It was like this kind of conditioning. Yeah. And um, whether... She seemed like she took the other approach. Not like punishment, but she was giving him reward. And um, he, For
1: future... Like, for him to act in the future. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. She used her position of power and something mm-hmm. that she knew she could control him with. Um, food as you're saying if it's standard every single time and mm. it's you know what it's gonna be and someone is giving you something more than that even fries it, fries as simple as fries like she used that to manipulate him which is so sad
1: mm. it's very very sad and we talked about like how like politicians maybe do the same thing yeah around election times like they'll go to these impoverished places and hand out cash and you know that's a vote in your pocket so <laughs> as you're vying you have a budget for <laughs> manipulation yeah, yeah yeah um i mean like when people have needs and they see that their needs can be met in like immediately you know you then start to lose a sense of character mm. because then you're willing to forego the things that you actually care about like your values mm. just to be able to put food in your stomach which is crazy the food um, in your
0: stomach is crazy. Yeah, yeah. But, but then at the
1: same time, that, that's the time we're living in, you know, yeah. like, if you think about things are getting worse. <laughs> so I can see how um, he then began to form such a special relationship with this teacher and she mm-hmm. had other students that she was indoctrinating, like pulling them close, you know, um, having that matriarch mm. sense of, you know, power, you know, yeah. these are my people. And then because you're under that umbrella. Yeah. You know, you feel special because yeah. you're not like the other students. People are going to the DH. You're going to the teacher's quarters. It's true.
0: This and I wonder is. if she had like, um, you know how sometimes when people are uh, manipulative, they know who to target. They're not going to target strong-minded individuals. I wonder true. how much of his past she knew about. Obviously, she knew about the suspension. But yeah. I wonder how much she knew to be able to use that to manipulate him. So he was already, like, the, set, the scene was set for him already for easy manipulation with um, being assaulted as a child by his nanny and then also then turning around and doing the same to another student. Like, she, I wonder if she knew that that was um, a way in for her and the other students, because if there's other students that she was targeting, um, I'm wondering if they're the same type of situation as Onyansha and if she told this one student, um, what to do and to indoctrinate him into all this? How many others were indoctrinated that we don't know about? We know On- Onyansha and her, but if she was doing we this to other group people. Of students. Yeah.
1: Maybe they're still out there. Yeah, that's the scary That's thing. the scary part. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they have not activated their inner serial killer. Oh my
0: gosh, if we keep going with this series, we're going <laughs> to keep going. <laughs> we're not going to yeah. finish.
1: But like, um, yeah, so she'd invite him to her quarters. They'd have a meal. And she'd do this with other students, like I said. So during these sessions, she'd teach them like occultic rituals. They'd quote-unquote like, you know, perform uh, seances and you know, things like that. Probably there was a Ouija board, maybe not. But yeah, they would call on spirits and all this other crazy stuff that we only see in the movies or in West Africa.
0: <laughs> I've never seen a Ouija board in Kenya.
1: We have the... I'm, I'm sure we have a version.
0: Okay. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure like of bones something and something. Of bones or bones from
1: Killer kill chicken, things mm, like that. Yeah. So these are the kinds of things that they'd be doing. And she made them believe, or rather made him believe, that he had supernatural powers. Mm. And for him to be able to attain the level of wealth and success that was necessary for him to exist in this economy. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: Really
1: <laughs> the economy is really hitting hard. But if you're hiring... I'm joking. I have a job. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So the kind of success that he would need to be able to like live a whole life and the kind of notoriety he'd need, he'd need to claim 100 souls. Now, 100 souls is 100 dead people. Like, one, two, three, four. 200. If you're counting yourself in that mix, you're gone already. You don't even have time to count the next person. If you think about it, that's crazy. Because we think about death sometimes so lightly um, outside of our personal relationships. But for us to, you know, to to tally people like to that, like it's it's sounding so simple, but it's really not. Yeah, so he'd have to claim a hundred souls for him to be able to get the wealth and notoriety for him to live like a really, really full life. So this was his relationship with his teacher, and he began to feel like he has powers, he can read minds, he can tell the future. okay, to be honest, I'd pay to see the future. I don't feel you
0: know what I'm wondering though um if i and I just think this is my mindset now. I don't know what his mindset was at that time, but the first thing if I was being indoctrinated in a cult, let's just say and <laughs> hypothetically, hypothetically and <laughs> I was told by someone that all I need to do is gain wealth and riches to become powerful and wealthy. I would wonder why, if it's so easy, like if it's so direct and this person already knows Lizard how a price. No, why is it that the teacher, like why no one asked? Uh, how why is the she a teacher? teacher? Yeah. Why is she still a teacher? How come she hasn't attained this wealth and riches if all it takes and she already knows is to claim hundred souls? Like, how is she still? not at the wealth if she's saying that that's how you get there, you know? I understand.
1: And I've been watching a lot of videos about people who have gained some level of wealth by following satanic rituals Mm. or making certain sacrifices and to be honest, there's always a price to pay. There's always a price to pay. And that price, usually the person bearing this news is not willing to pay it. Mm. You know? So I mean, like he already had the blueprint. He knew what he needed to do. Fast forward, he's left high school. He jumps into marriage. And which is crazy. Because you really never know your partner. You assume you know somebody. But you are um, carrying their baggage. Like you marry the baggage. And the baggage, you've not even opened to see what kind of crazy is unleashed or in, in it, you know.
0: But I'm wondering, when did they meet if he was in high school boarding with his teacher doing this? cult stuff um with his teacher and then right after high school he got married and i'm assuming that's because his high school like most high schools in kenya are um single sex high schools yeah so when did he have the time to see this girl that he married and immediately gets married after high school
1: i'm not surprised actually because if you think about it he's been assaulted already as a child yeah yeah, by his nanny then he's in this weird relationship with his teacher God knows what happened behind those closed doors, mm-hmm. you know? So already, like, as an impressionable, I mean, a young person, you mm-hmm. know, he's sexually aware.
0: Mm-hmm. Before, you know? yeah, he had been for he some time. He had been for some time. Yeah. So
1: if you're in an all, uh, an, a same-sex school, and then all of a sudden now you're in the real world, um, usually, it, you know, first comes love, then, you know, there's the, there's the way things go. Mm-hmm. You find someone, you marry them as is expected by society. Mm. And, yeah, they had a kid. So they had a kid. They lived their lives for, um, I think, about a year or so. And then after that, they moved to Kericho. Yeah. Now, this is around the time where you said the police caught on to him. This is when the young boy who he had killed, um, it raised suspicion. All roads led to him at this time. So he was married with his kid and his wife. So he did that tour of Kenya, his bloody tour. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to call it. Yeah. Showing them all these places where he had stashed bodies and committed these crimes. And his wife thought he
0: was cheating. It his was wife awesome. thought he was cheating.
1: His imagine, wife thought he was cheating. Imagine thinking your man is cheating, but no, he's just killing people. That
0: kind of... Like, I feel like...
1: He's Onyancho's very loyal wife, to you,
0: but he's also oh. loyal to the craft, the trade. No, I feel like Onyancho's wife the body and Ted Bundy's wife need to have a support group because, like, <laughs> where did they think She didn't know. Men, oh my, she didn't know. Yeah,
1: you can't...
0: Like, you like don't he left. It. Then he
1: left, like you said, like, he went on a tour, like, of the entire nation. So this guy has gone point to point to point to point to point, And the babes is just like, what's going on? She Doesn't know. She has a, she he was a very good. young child. So obviously now you start to think maybe less desirable or you know, like he's moved on. Yeah. Alas.
0: But I wonder also if it had to do with um his job because security guards are usually posted in different places. Like if you're especially True. if you're working with a security company, um, like that gave him the freedom to be in Thika. He tells his wife, like, he's working in Thika, mm. he's there, he can commit all those crimes there in the motels and that True. he did and then moved to Dagoreti corner to kill the sex workers there in that area mm. like that movement I wonder if like it, she knew it's because of his job or if she was like just he would leave and she just had to wonder where
1: well like the research we've done shows that she was suspicious of his cheating so he mm. was gone for longer it's safe to assume that he was gone for longer periods of time mm. than was normal mm. you know and then, obviously, um, if he's not disclosed the information, you know, the police know, but Hash yeah. doesn't know, um, the excuses he's giving because he didn't tell her according to the facts at that <sighs> point.
0: Actually, I guess her hunch was kind of correct in a very twisted way because, um, and we'll talk about this more later on, he did actually get um, in trouble for um, raping a woman. So her hunch wasn't mm. all the way off. Mm. It's just that it was so much worse than she ever thought it could the be, that anyone could thickening. ever think it could be. The
1: yeah. plot kept thickening. But um, I think now we know, like, a lot about Philip, how mm. he grew up, how he was raised, the experiences that shaped him. I don't know if we're more empathetic towards um his plight i don't know maybe you guys can tell us you can tell us in the comments you can just like hit us up like when you watch this episode um do you feel that the nurture aspect of the experiences that he went through um absolve him from the heinous crimes that he committed like he was so flawed in many ways however he did have so many traumatic experiences Maybe some that we have not discussed or touched on or Mm -hmm. have not been published that alluded to or like literally like his origin story. Like, does it matter? Does it matter how a person was raised? Does it matter like who their parents were? Does it matter the environments that they were exposed to Mm -hmm. growing up? Does that absolve them of their criminal
0: mastermindedness? (laughs) I guess even maybe not fully absolve, but does it kind of mitigate that is the word in law do you feel a bit of empathy for or sympathy empathy i get those two mixed up all the time putting
1: yourself in someone's shoes sympathy feeling sorry for
0: either or either or yeah does that kind of explain um and do you feel it for him like is there a level or threshold of trauma a person can go through before they completely break and become like a monster, because that's yeah. yeah and because
1: country. of those experiences, do we then say, Oh, he suffered? Mm. The government should have done better. You know, Serkali.
0: Serkali. <laughs> Serkali. I could say, dear. On the other side, playing devil's advocate, also people who are in a different thought um, pattern of what if like other people have gone through Mm -hmm. A lot of traumatic, and some would argue more traumatic. We don't know everything about Onyancha's trauma, the things that weren't public knowledge. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people have gone through a lot of traumatizing times and did not end up being, you know, literal vampires. So I guess we're about to find out. okay?
1: Because despite his trauma and everything that went on in his life, how he was raised, his wife, maybe having a child changed. Know. Maybe that's the reason he chose to fess up because now he has more to lose. Who knows? Because who confesses to murder like at first instance? Like, guy, yeah, it was me! And 18 more. And 17 more. <laughs> and 17 more. And I'll show you where they were placed. Yeah. I'll show you where I did it. Yeah, so I guess now we just hear how the trial went.
0: So now let's get into the court cases of Philip onyancha, And I said cases because there is multiple. And I'm going to be heavily leaning on Sophie for this next part because she is actually a lawyer.
1: Not advocate, a lawyer. <laughs> I went to law school. But I know I know some things about some things. You know some things
0: about some things. Okay, let's get into them things. So um, even though Philip confessed, the police didn't actually have enough evidence to take him to trial so he wasn't charged with murder and this was because of two reasons and as i mentioned the first one was because they didn't have enough evidence and the second one was actually because of an unreliable witness so they couldn't charge him and i'm remembering that time when all this was happening and they televised the tour um, that he took the kenyan police on showing um the different locations and i remember seeing him not in handcuffs He's just kind of showing them. They were walking through a swamp. He picked up a shoe and said this is the shoe of one of his victims. And the police and the media are all there. And it just seemed so strange that, um, first of all, he's just walking around free, no handcuffs. But second, um, how I was wondering, how do they know that this is the shoe of one of the victims? Like It was just a shoe in a swamp. And they like, don't know. They can't know. Is that the insufficient evidence that they were... Yeah.
1: Because usually before a person is convicted, you have to prove that they committed the crime mm. beyond reasonable doubt. Like, be, like, not just you've, you've, uh, you, you've, you've decided or you know that they've done it and this is sufficient, but beyond that, like, we are sure. Mm. Because at the end of the day, um, everybody is innocent until proven guilty, mm. number one. Number two, these are lives, <laughs> mm. you know? And he could also be a crazy guy. Mm, just know? taking them and saying he did these things, you know? Or yeah. he might have even had the story in a bar, yeah. you know? And he has all this information
0: because he overheard someone else saying. Gosh, yeah. and the crazy aspect is so real because there's, there's, I have a theory that we'll talk about later. But I do think that um, if we're unsure about many things, and I feel like he did commit these crimes, these 18 murders, because of the level that he knew which victim died where. Mm. That's an aspect of it. But I also think that he was a tinge un- like unhinged. Like there was a something tinge. not right in his head. I don't wanna blame it all on being crazy. A because I think to some extent there is an element of just like like a bit of evilness because even you know, he's a grown he man. But we'll, with the devil. we'll mean, deal with those theories. We'll deal with those theories. He was
1: dealing with the devil. He passed unhinged. Unhinged. You're like unhinged. Mm. It's more than that. Yeah. It's more than that. If we call people unhinged all the time on the internet. Like, yeah, but not they're not meeting really. people. Yeah. Or take the police on a on a joyride around the country, showcasing them the spots that he committed his murders. Or yeah, yeah, unhinged. You know, it's <laughs> my one of my favorite words. I know. Unhinged.
0: Oh wow! Did I say that much? Okay, so other than um the lack of sufficient evidence and unreliable witnesses, uh the poli- the prosecutors didn't have enough because remember some of the the murders appeared to be suicides, and so this left a lot of doubt um in their minds, and he wasn't mm-hmm. able to be um convicted of these crimes or even charged. So thankfully, Philip is actually locked up. He is serving a ten-year sentence in Kamiti Maximum Prison, and during his trial, it was revealed that he had two accomplices, Douglas Obiero and Tobias Nyabuhanga. Well, I struggle. Yes, me. I struggle with names sometimes, <laughs> Sophie knows, but I'm trying. So even though he confessed to 18 murders, Philip actually didn't go down without a fight um, with the assault and rape case. So, actually, his first trial was um, a mistrial, and that's because the police had insufficient evidence, and the trial was thrown out. And maybe, Sophie, you can tell us a bit more about what goes into a mistrial and how that happens.
1: So, for mistrials, I usually attributed to procedural Mm -hmm. impropriety. Wow, that's a big word. mm,
0: Procedure improper. Ah, procedure and the procedures
1: procedure. were not followed as as they should have been mm-hmm. let me be very layman because i was in law school 4 years ago mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah so basically if um there's any form of misconduct on behalf or, or on the part mm-hmm. of either the prosecution um witnesses in other jurisdictions the jury you know we watch a lot of law and order and all that you know mm. where um someone might have ended up being compromised mm. any fault in the procedure can lead to a mistrial, mistrial. and any party related mm-hmm. to that procedure and what's expected to them or expected of them mm. <laughs> based on um the process ah. so it it literally it's it's not easy to get someone convicted it's, it's not easy that's that what how talk they about. say
0: guilty beyond a reasonable doubt yeah so yeah mm. so
1: you have to proof of evidence beyond uh, reasonable doubt okay so by the time we we're talking about yeah they doubted 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 all these doubts yeah
0: yeah okay okay i know who to call if i need to hide some evidence or mm. get a mistrial and i know I'm who to committing call. Crimes. <laughs> 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 all right so Um, That's what happened with his first trial, but in 2018 he was actually convicted at his second trial of assault and rape, and is serving his 10 years. Now, even though now he went to prison for that crime, he also had more court cases lining up, and so in 2021 he was acquitted of the murder of Jacqueline Masoi because her death was ruled a suicide. So he had this word. Let's 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 count the cases. There was. The first time he couldn't be charged, he didn't go to court. The second time, um, they had a different case, assault and rape, and he had a mistrial. And then the third time, he was finally convicted. And then his fourth time was the court case that was acquitted for Jacqueline Misoy. I hope we're staying together now.
1: We are together.
0: All right. So, actually, right now, as he serves his time in prison in Committee Maximum, He has two other court cases pending aside from the three that he's already been through. Um, And he pleaded not guilty to both of them. He's yet to serve time for his 18 gruesome murders that took place in 2007 to 2010. And I still can't believe that Onyansha is known as the biggest, like our main serial killer in Kenya. That was the first time so many people were hearing about serial killers. Everything was televised from the tour Mm -hmm. all the way up to the court cases and even his time in committee like you can watch videos about what he's doing in prison Mm -hmm. and yet even though that's his title like we know him as the kenyan vampire kenya's biggest serial killer still he is not serving any time for any of the murders and i just think that's so insane
1: but you know it's all alleged We will get into that in the
0: theories. We want to hear your theories and we're going to tell you our theories.
1: So this is the part where we would really, really love your input, your advice, your comments. Not advice, (laughs) because he is the one who needs legal advice because as soon as he gets out of prison, there's going to be court cases waiting for him. And I hope Prosecution Office of the... DPP is waiting for him and has people hard at work, making sure that he's convicted as soon as he sees the light of day, Mm -hmm. uh, making sure that he stays in prison. However, we've been thinking about what to name our audience. Mm -hmm. We actually came up with it during our feature on the Banter of a Branch podcast. Mm -hmm. And we're like, you guys are going to be our siblings. Because this is sisters in crime. So, yeah, we're siblings in crime. So, our siblings, our sibs. (laughs) <laughs> and I think that works. Yeah. So we're going to get into theories. Um, obviously, you've heard the facts. You know what happened during the court case. You know what happened, how he lived his life, um, his relationship with his wife. Uh, feel free to give us additional information. Add to the story. Maybe we might even tour a committee, give an interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be so willing. Let me tell you, I'd be so willing to talk to him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, our theories on basically why he did what he did so some people attributed to the and i quote orange sized tumor that grew at the back of his head so thing is this orange sized tumor appeared just as he was getting married um i don't know if it was an accumulation of souls like because <laughs>
0: It's like the like yeah. It keeps growing. It keeps growing. It the keeps worse growing. he gets, the bigger the tumor. Gets. You know, like in oh Game of gosh. Thrones.
1: Um, you don't watch Game of Thrones.
0: I did watch Game of Thrones.
1: So Game of Thrones. Um, when the Dathraki mm-hmm. uh, um, every time they make a kill, uh, or um, get um, subdued in battle, they have to cut their hair. Mm-hmm. So. The hair grows long, long, long. The longer the hair, the mm-hmm. more muscular, the more capable the man of protecting you, your household, and slaying other communities around you. So for him, this tumor, um, people think that it was the reason behind his um, obsession with killing people. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I think it is the devil. Because he did mention the devil made me do it mm-hmm. a couple of times mm-hmm. um, during the tour with the police, um, during his court case, uh, not before the court case, um, when he was confessing to these murders, uh, he claimed that the devil made him do it. So I think that a tumor, it, it could be supernatural. I don't know. It might be like harnessing you know, Kenyans some spirits would believe, over
0: there. Yes. A lot of Kenyans would believe that that is what the tumor was cons- Like, was made of the souls that he took. Yeah,
1: because it's not been taken out. I mean, he survived with it for so long.
0: I think, like, if we get into what happens when people have these tumors, like, if it's in his head Mm -hmm. and if it was, it appeared like it was visible by the time he was getting married, then... I think it was growing before that oh, as well. under the surface. Yeah, under the surface before you could see it. And even like a small amount of pressure on your brain can also affect the way you behave. And if the tumor was growing and growing and pressing and pressing on a certain aspect of his brain, maybe his critical thinking was impaired or whichever part of the brain was being affected. Because you've heard of those cases where people um, start to act out of the norm They're doing things that they can't rationalize that they've never done before in their life. They're Mm. acting different. They're unable to do certain tasks the way they could do them before. And then it's because, like, a tumor was found in the brain. So I'm wondering if it was appearing by that time how long it had been there for, how much it had affected him from even maybe high school Mm. or before that or... Just, we don't like you know maybe we maybe that was a big aspect and if you mm. l- have a picture i hope we can put one up on the screen of the tumor because you can see it in his pictures i was it in the back of his head or in the front of his head did he ha- have two
1: it was not at the back
0: um we'll it's have at t- the back it was at the back on his head it was on, on his, his head, head pressing against <laughs> his brain so i wonder what part of the brain that was that it was affecting and pushing on that and could maybe, have ha- led him to do this. And maybe if you're watching
1: this and you have some form of medical expertise, you can let us know what mm. the effects of tumors are uh, with regards to not just the brain, but mm. yeah, the brain and then like um, normal human functions, mm. like character. Mm. Um, if you have some tips, not tips, <laughs> if you have some knowledge, feel free to share, please. Um, let us know.
0: Yeah. And even if maybe the tumor... So this this is my favorite theory out of all of the theories just because, like, it's so obviously there. The tumor is in... Like, you can see the bulge in all the pictures that um are there over Nyansha. Um, And if the tumor could have been the reason maybe he committed these crimes, what if we go the other direction and the tumor is the reason he maybe did not commit these crimes but thought he did? Like, the yeah like that was the reason maybe he was insane and that's why they couldn't come up with enough evidence and i don't know about this one because i hate to toy with the idea that he could have crazy. been innocent of those crimes but maybe he was just crazy because of this tumor an orange sized tumor is very specific like very that's a big that's a big tumor and i don't know how much that could have impacted either not having done it or having committed the crime next theory that, yeah the next one that, one that one is a lot um the next theory I think we should talk about is the discussion on melt mental illness and I want to preface that by saying I don't think that we want to talk about there's a lot of prejudice and stigma around mental melted Ooh, melt- the word melton. Melton from love is blind mental illness um in Kenya and I think it's Right, that we just say that mental illness is not the reason people would commit such. They, it could be a reason, but not everyone who suffers from mental illness is capable of these things, and or the stigma to. or prone to and the stigma around mental illness in Kenya should really change, and it is starting to change um, yeah. slowly by slowly. So a lot of people. Um, Thought that maybe he is schizophrenic, and that is the reason why one time he was confessing to all his crimes, and then the next, when he was on trial, he denied um, the crimes because um, maybe he was dealing with schizophrenia at the time. Mm,
1: but yeah. um, he was examined by medical professionals mm-hmm. and cleared of schizophrenia. So no, he is not. I don't know how to say something. Say no, he's not crazy, <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> but no, he is not um, mentally ill as oh. far as medics have confirmed, and oh. they have examined him to be able to come to terms with that fact. So he cannot use it as a defense. And oh. hopefully, the two cases and two charges that he has coming up will stick, okay, and not because he is crazy.
0: I want to talk about your theories and my theories now because these are the very popular ones and there is so many theories just because, again, this case was viral in a time when I don't think hey. virality was even... Where were you? I was think, in class 6. In 2010.
1: Oh, yeah. I was no, in class 6. I was in class...
0: And, uh, for 1. You're in form 1. Yeah, I was in class 6 and be- going viral wasn't a thing. I, I want to look back. The things that were viral in those times were like beats by Dre.
1: Yeah, and then that was around the time.
0: Oh no, that was three years later. Went to the Westgate. Oh no, 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 no. That was that was later. But that was like vir- virality wasn't really a thing. And yeah. this case
1: went viral. It Got media yeah. coverage. It got well, a lot of media and, coverage. Anything, everybody, anybody was talking about. Like literally, we had the story, and you could see this guy in your dreams. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I remember even a lot of there was a lot of people who, um, like in school and this was so sad because kenya names you know like family names are so repeated ah, but everyone yeah. called Onyancha at that time was yeah. like only going by their first name just because of how much Crazy. yeah how, the how much was. the story got traction and how everyone was talking about it okay.
1: yeah he was killing them and drinking their blood, That's that blood.
0: Wild. yeah so my theory is um that other than the tumor i think that he could have been under some kind of trance when he committed these crimes, mm. and at the mm. time that he was doing them, he knew what he was doing. Maybe, and he was he was like in this how do we call, like a spiritual trance because I've heard about people talking about um, they were aware in their heads of what they're doing, but and then they have blackouts, and they, yeah, they have no control over what their body was doing. And I think that then later on, when reality hit, he came to his senses and he was like I don't want to go to prison for all of these things and child. maybe the spiritual trance is over whatever it however it can be explained because and I think this is the case because of the 180 degrees turn he made when he went to prison the interviews i saw of him after um like when he was in committee and the ones before are so different he was worlds apart when they were interviewing him the first time and when he was taking um the police on the tour, there was this like almost um dead look. Dead look, yeah. It's like his eyes are open, but no one's home. And <laughs> knock, knock, knock. No one was home. <laughs> no one is home. And then later on in his interviews when he was in committee, he was reading the Bible. He seemed very calm, oh, speaking Jesus. very composed. And I just think that. There is something that we can't explain there spiritually that happened it, because the mm. to my knowledge, at the time when he was in committee, the tumor hadn't been removed, mm. so that just took away from my theory that the tumor was causing him to call to do all these things beforehand
1: It, it also could have okay according my theory is that the situation with his teacher was super in fact, impactful, mm. although she did he did retract his statement about um the teacher telling him um the 100 souls would gain him wealth when he reported it to the police cuz she was questioned and he was like oh i'm sorry she didn't say that like oops <laughs> so but then i do feel like he did interact with um very satanic <laughs> occults Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, like yeah, the spirits. So I feel like he did have that encounter because, like I I mentioned, like I watch a lot of these videos um of um casting out demons for uh South African and Nigerian pastors. Uh, it's called what is it called?
0: South African and Nigerian. No, when
1: someone That's casts out demons, it's called uh. It's not like
0: a... What's it called? An exorcism? Not an ex... It's like an exorcism. But the ones they do in church were like... It's not
1: a revival.
0: Revival? (laughs) Is is it like when... Like when you turn on your TV and scroll through TV stations? But it's
1: when... Because... Okay, okay. My my belief about spirituality is... We are... Okay, obviously we are spiritual beings. And we are inhabited by... We could be inhabited by different spiritual beings. Whether good or bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's possible for me as Sophie, let's say, to inhabit, and I don't know if this is the place, but, like, let's say the spirit of Jezebel. Mm. Yeah, Jezebel is one of the spirits that usually like like... Um, we talk yeah, about... Yeah, and... not talk about, but, like, it's... Uh, she or it um, causes people to uh, sin sexually, like, sexual immorality. Oh, it's wasn't like she in the Bible, she was... Um... Not that Jezebel, but it could be the spirit oh, of like her. I think she was
0: so evil, like back in that day, and she was like, "No." I don't gee. know if there's a
1: correlation, but the ah. videos I've seen, they call, they call it Jezebel. Mm. So I think there was a possibility that he was inhabited, or he allowed himself to be a vessel for um evil spirits. And being spiritual beings, it's possible for now them to take over at different times. Cause you to have different habits and characteristics. So I think for him, high school was that gate that he invited them and said, "Come, guys, come, 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 come." And then he had um, access to different. For example, if he's learned how to do satanic rituals, he'll have access to those tools mm-hmm. because there are always tools for these things, whether it's the bones or the chickens or the whatever. And then now, once he was in prison. You know, now he has no access to um, a lot of these elements. Me, that's what I think. And I think that those spirits are the ones that caused him to... Like allowing allowing yourself to participate in satanic rituals. By the time you're participating, they're participating in you as well. Mm. In my opinion. Mm. So you can't just tell them, be gone, get out. (laughs) They are with you,
0: you're together. But now he was no longer useful behind bars. Not necessarily
1: Mm. useful but he was not in an environment that would allow for these things to flourish okay maybe he just found jesus maybe. we all find Jesus. <laughs> take,
0: yeah that's actually really, like true that that could have been the way things happen even if we were going to look at it from a different perspective yeah from the um if we move away from the spiritual perspective it could have been a combination of all the things that we've talked about mm, it could have trauma. been from the trauma to the tumor to the mental illness and the problems that he had to all of that culminating and then being an impressionable youth being told that if he killed people with all these things aligned mm-hmm. like it was the Get perfect Samuel. stage for him to then believe that that's what he needed to do in and life. he was just yeah. evil yeah people, people can be born evil like maybe yeah. we we would we we never know we'll never know actually what exactly him to this but i think that we have really um, taken a look into like each aspect of what it could be that's caused him to do this. And I want us to close up by just um, giving our final thoughts on everything and then we can close out.
1: I hope he stays locked up for good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the crime, do the time. Karma, dunia rangi rangile, asia na
0: mamaya. And
1: this is the world we are living in right now. We don't yeah. in this economy we cannot afford to be shaking in our boots the Because this guy the economy today. is the cornerstone of this conversation and it will always be. Yeah. But I really do think that there are a lot of theories out there and we'd love to hear from you guys and if there's
0: any updates from this case because it's an ongoing thing obviously because he has more cases coming up you can check out any updates that we'll do on our social media pages at sisters in crime ke and you can also go and check out our tiktok our instagram um, any social media platform that there is we will be on it and make sure you stay subscribed to the podcast on Spotify and all streaming platforms and on YouTube so that you can watch all our upcoming episodes. So now that you're our siblings, uh, we'll say goodbye, but not for long. Uh,
1: We love you so much for having tuned into this first episode. Uh, We hope you stay. Uh, We hope you tell people to tell people to tell people um, where you feel like um, some of the facts, like you have some more information to add, like interact with us, please. We are true crime baddies. We love, 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 love to talk about different uh, crimes. And if you have any ideas of crazy cases that we can um, showcase in our next episode, we'd be more than happy to like hear from you.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for watching and listening. We love you so much. Bye.